Okay, so let's talk about this little gem of a film right here. So as the entry title has suggested, we're going to talk about a film. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's called I Care A Lot. It's it's starring uh, Peter Diglidge, Diane Weist, um, Rosamund Pike uh, is the main actress's name. And I know that this has a lot of mixed reviews. And I've seen it when I've done like my looking into this film and looking at what people are talking about it. And essentially this film, it wasn't just brought to my attention because Netflix has Peter Diglish's bearded face right there with the title underneath it's plastered all over Netflix right now. It's not just that. But a couple of friends of mine, uh, they watched it and they were kind of debating it the other day. And, I f and they were like, Jesse, we want to know your opinion. You have to sit down. You have to watch it. Tell us what you think. We, we want to be able to debate this and not ruin anything around you, first of all. But we also want, to, we want your input. So I figured after I watched it, instead of going and telling them, I'll just do this and send them the episode. I mean, why not? You know, they should be listening to my shit anyway. So finally got to sit down and watch it. It's uh, about a two-hour film. It's not that bad. You, a lot happens, so you almost forget that it's that long. And it's definitely worth sitting through. And I'm going to get in a little bit to what it's about so it might spoil a little bit, but essentially this is meant to be a review of the film. So it's more along the lines of people who want to, uh, want to watch it or people who have watched it and want to hear some people's perspectives on what the film has to offer. So uh, first I'm going to talk to the people who haven't seen it yet. And for you, if you don't mind the concept of a story that will... What did I relate this story to when I was talking to them? How they were explaining it to me, it sounded a lot like, say, Uncut Gems, or um, what was another movie? Unzane. Unzane's another crazy movie. And the thing is that sometimes what that means is that there are endings that, where the story is going, it can sometimes lead to endings that might upset you. It might, um, you might feel like that's the reason why the movie is bad, or it might be why you'll never want to watch the movie again, or it might feel like you're, you sitting through the movie is a waste of time. But then again, it also might fill you with, you know, a kind of acceptance, because it's not the cliche ending you were expecting. It's not the exact ending of something that what the story is portraying would be if, say, it was cliche movie magic like everybody lives happily ever after i love stories like that so i went into this movie very open-minded and i actually enjoyed it for what it was so i will tell you if you haven't seen it i would definitely sit down and give it a chance and kind of put your own perspective to it don't really take too many people's words for it because it does really come down to you and how you feel about the film and you're only going to know that if you watch it um, so from that, I'm going to say, if you haven't seen it, you might want to stop listening now because I am going to go very in depth to a lot of the story concepts now. So spoilers. So now let's get into the film. The film is basically a bad guy versus a bad guy. That's the best kind of definition I can express it. The overall concept of the film is somewhat related to say when 
you have films that kind of show you how people in higher power or people that work behind the scenes in say certain retrospects of our normal everyday lives you know it's not a fantasy what's happening in this film isn't a fantasy and it's definitely gonna tickle on the heartstrings of conspiracy theorists because it's it, it's far-fetched and over-dramatized but it's very possible and I related this before to a movie called Unzane, which kind of dives into that a little bit as well. So if you know the movie Unzane, you get what I'm kind of going with this. So it's about this woman who exploits the medical and the legal system. And what she does is she'll take elderly people. And if they have kind of this questionable medical history, what she'll do is she'll kind of manipulate certain perspectives of how like the court sees that or how it's actually filed on paper and she'll manipulate it to her benefit where she becomes the sole guardian of these elderly people and she takes them out of their living situations and puts them into homes where she oversees them when she does that because she is the state legally the state legal guardian appointed to that the elderly person she now has the rights to all of their stuff and she starts what she does is what her business thing is is she takes all of their stuff liquidates it into an actual cash flow where not only does that those funds pay technically for what the the people in those homes are living how they're living it pays for all of that but it also puts money in her pocket it's her business her business model is being a legal guardian and she manipulates the system so nothing really works against her she's able to kind of you know use the right language she's like using the right uh documents everything's signed everything's dotted all the uh, dot the i's cross the t's all that good stuff and it all makes sense and the thing is, is that that is kind of true that's that's very legal that's it, it goes into the parameters of the legal system on a very real basis that that stuff really does happen because when you have situations like that and you're able to make it work in the favor of the state, the state takes advantage of that. It's the idea, and one of the big speeches at the beginning of the film is the American dream, and that really is what it is. It's it's a very sadistic form of capitalism, almost, because she's capitalizing, no pun intended, on the situation, and the situation just so happens to work out where if you do put everything in the right place, the pieces fit to your liking. And for the most part, it benefits her. And she's able to do that with a lot of people. So that's her scheme. Of course, when you first go into the film, you hate this person. You're meant to hate this person. You're meant to see what they're doing and go, that's fucked up. Why is this the focus of the film? That that doesn't seem like it should be the main focus. Like, that's not... Most, of, most films, or most storytelling concepts have a protagonist and an antagonist this looks like the antagonist but she's the protagonist but you hate her you know it's it's really difficult to go into a film like that if you per se are somebody who doesn't like 
what she's doing and takes it for its face value, you're automatically going to hate her, and there's nothing that's going to make you like her. Nothing at all. So you automatically go in there with the perspective of the bad guy, or the bad guy to you, which is technically storytelling-wise, she's meant to be the good guy. Because what happens is, she takes the wrong elderly person, and shit starts going south for her. It gets really, really bad really, really quick. And she gets all these warnings, doesn't listen to them because she's stubborn. And... I don't want to give too much away, but it just so happens that all these threats that are being given to her, they just start making them come true. They're beating up their girlfriend, they're killing everybody who is attached to her, and that's, again, it, it's over-dramatized because it's a film, but yeah, if you're going to be stubborn and you realize that there's something that's weird about this, and all the signs are telling you, get as far away as possible... And you're just like, no, I've made this work before. This is going to work now. And the deeper and deeper you go down this rabbit hole of realizing that this lady isn't who you thought she was. Because they do a lot of extensive research. So they really look into the person's life and they really make sure that they can make it happen. If they can't make it happen, they don't go after the person. And this one older lady, who's played by Diane Wiest... They look at her and they call her a cherry because one of the big things about when they do this process is that, well, how much, what's the family like? If they have very involved family, it's probably not going to work. One of the other storylines in the film that revolves around it is this son who's trying to fight her, but the son hasn't really been involved. You know, all his claim really is, oh yeah, my mother can take care of herself. What's she doing? But she has all the documentation that proves that's not true as far as legal documentation is concerned so that's why the son loses because he proves she's able to prove no involvement from him and get the parent in her custody and this is kind of what would happen when you kind of cross the wrong person like that's one dude but they look at this one woman and they call her a cherry because she has no family she has no history of anything as far as historical records go she's a retired businesswoman and she's sitting on a gold mine so that's why she's called a cherry but little by little things happen where you start to learn that she's not who she says she is and a lot of those things are manipulated. And they're manipulated because of who she's act actually connected with. And I won't say it gets too extreme, but it does definitely take some twists and turns that you weren't really expecting. And that's okay. And really what it leads to is it leads to this big standoff between her and the other bad guy. Being that it's the older lady's son that you discover exists and he's just so happens to be within range within the means of being able to manipulate the system to show that he doesn't exist and he's able to hide his identity and his mother's real identity this older lady so when you learn that and you learn that this guy is basically like a mobster i believe it was the russian mob or something you, you realize that she's gotten in too deep, but she refuses to back down because this is her game. She's, she's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. It's bad guy versus bad guy. You have a person who's manipulating the, the, the medical system, a person who's manipulating 
the um the justice system legally able to manipulate whatever she can to further put money in her pocket then you have a russian mobster and they're basically going at it, it it's like if if you had a fight between uh um scarface and um I can't think of another mobster off the top of my head, but like, just think of that. Just think of any two bad guys from any random film and just start making them fight each other. That's what this film is. It's who's the better, who, who's the better asshole? Who, who's the better person who's basically a criminal? Who is the better criminal? Who can outdo the other one? And it does have an ending that is one of the big questions about everything. It's whether or not the ending is worthwhile. So... To me, I think so. I actually didn't mind the ending. I think the ending is very much 100% satisfying. Because what you have to remember is when you follow what the story is watching, you expect something to happen. You expect somebody to lose. And you expect them to lose in a very particular way. And it leads you down paths where things happen that you want to happen. Then they get reversed because of how it happens and then the things get reversed again and little by little more things start happening where you're like when is it when, when is it gonna when's the shoe gonna drop you know when, when are we gonna finally get one of these people that wins who's finally gonna win well i'll tell you it's nobody nobody wins <laughs> technically nobody wins and technically they both win but there is a moment right before the credits roll where somebody does lose and it's unexpected but it's that unexpectancy that kind of makes you i don't want to say satisfied but it gives you a sense of uh what's the word it it fills you with almost like a bittersweet kind of i don't know it like it's it it's just when you see an ending that you're not expecting, say, like, the ending of, say, like, the Hostel movie or um, Hereditary or any film that you watched that didn't give you the ending you wanted, it didn't give you the, the bubblegums and lollipop ending or even the ending that you were expecting, it fills you with a little bit of dissatisfaction. However, what you have to do is look at that dissatisfaction and realize that if you didn't expect it and it's something that came out of you, that came at you from out of nowhere... That's good storytelling. And one of the big things I tried to relate this movie to before I even watched it was uh, the concept behind the storytelling of The Last of Us Part 2, which is a video game. If you're aware of what that is, you'll, you'll understand what I mean when I go into it. If you don't, then just try to piece together what I'm saying in comparison to the film. So in that game, you play as a character that's from the first game. And something happens to somebody you love in that game. And it's basically a, a, a revenge rampage. And the person who does that to the person you love, you eventually get to play as that person too. And you start to realize that there's another story happening on that perspective. So it's always it's the idea that you're you're the hero of your own story, and you could be the villain of somebody else's. The Last of Us Part Two told that story very well, and that had a lot of controversy wrapped around it because a lot of people felt that they didn't get the ending they wanted. But it's because you didn't get the ending you wanted 
that makes it good storytelling. Not everything has to end the right way. Not everything has to end the cliche way. Not everybody has to win, and not everybody has to lose. And you have to respect that when it comes to trying to tell a story that's not what you are looking for. And I feel like that's a double-edged sword, because you're either going to get a lot of people who will criticize a film like this and go, you know, why didn't they do what we wanted? But if they did, you would look at that film and go, why did they do exactly what we were expecting? Because that's what every film is. There's a lot of films where you're expecting certain things to happen, and when they don't go your way, it upsets you. But when it goes your way... It's cliche. It's overdone. Like, it's not unique. It doesn't stand out. Why is it? It's just, you, you can't have it both ways. And I'm, I'm the type of person who respects that. I'm the type of person who looks at a film that tries to do something like that. Or at a person who has the story and they're trying to portray the story in such a way that they don't make it where it's like everything else. And to make a good story at this day and age not be like everything else... It's hard. It, it's hard to do that because only so many things can be exp told. Only so many stories can be told and expressed in such a way that things will be different or things will change. A big example of that is the film with Adam Sandler that came out a little while ago, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is a huge example of not what you didn't expect to happen in the film happen in the film. Because all that film is meant to lead up to is what you're hoping for is redemption. And even this film, I care a lot, there's no redemption in, in the best ways I can put it. And that's the thing. For the sh I don't even want to say it's for the sheer shock value, but it's for the love of the story. To love a story like that and give it a cliche ending where the people you want to lose, lose, that's going to be something that you're not going to want in the long run because it's going to be expected. It's going to be cliche. It's, it's going to be something that becomes part of the same rhetoric of films that come out over and over and over again. And you're not going to like it in the long run. I do know that this still gets a lot of... Mis mismatched in whether or not people like it or find it worth it. Uh, a buddy told me that he read uh, an article that a guy was basically explaining it like the film is two movies put together. But to me, what it really is is a film that takes a turn and follows through with it to an extent where, yeah, there's some things that are plot holes. There's some things that don't make a lot of sense. But... I mean, if we're going to just pick apart the films that are always going to do that, then you're never going to be satisfied with a film. You have to take the film for its face value. It exists in movie world, where this is over-dramatized. None of this stuff is 100% accurate with the real world. Because if it was accurate in the real world, there would be no manipulating all this stuff. It would be bullet in the head and that's it. <laughs> like, why it went extensively into that? makes no sense to me. It wouldn't be this guy walking around with two bodyguards and then he gets abducted. That doesn't make sense in the real world because maybe, yeah, he doesn't think that that would happen, but he's a big freaking deal. Why wouldn't he have more than two guys watching him? Like, a lot of that stuff, yeah, you can get upset, but, again, plot-forwarding devices. I was telling this to uh, uh, my wife when we were watching it. If it wasn't for dumb people making dumb choices in movies, we wouldn't have plot-forwarding devices. Tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Tell me I'm wrong. Really think about it. If 
If, um, what's a good example? Say, take Avengers Infinity War. If Star-Lord was, didn't have a dumb emotional breakdown and be a dumb idiot who stopped them from being able to take the gauntlet from Thanos... Yeah, he's dumb. If he didn't do that, we wouldn't have gotten Endgame. It would have ended completely differently. But we need dumb people to make dumb choices because we need plot devices. We need plot forward moving actions. This film has a lot of that. Whether or not it makes sense to the fact where it doesn't seem rational, I mean, maybe there could have been some choices that could have been changed as well that probably could have gotten us to the same place i don't know i don't know all i do know is that i was perfectly satisfied with where it went and the ending did not bother me i was quite satisfied with that but my satisfaction comes from realizing that when i almost didn't get another ending that i wanted i got one that sufficed and I feel like we should all kind of look at it like that. Because if if you sit there and you bash it and you make it where it's not worth it, then you don't leave the opening for other people to want to take those chances. And the only way we're going to get good storytelling concepts is by letting people take these chances. You know, it it's like if you didn't like the concept behind, you know, A Quiet Place. Like, why does it have to be no talking for the whole movie? Then you wouldn't have the quality of what the quiet place actually presents and this presents a certain this film presents a certain quality to it that is very worth its time and very worth at least some praise i will say probably not worth a second watch through kind of one of those films that maybe you only watch once i don't think i would watch it more than once it doesn't seem like that type of film it gave me enough where i'm good with that but I have a lot of movies that are like that. Not even just for, say, a twist ending that you lose the gratification from the ending being a twist. But just from the fact that, okay, I heard that story. That's all I need. All I need is this story once, and I know it exists, and I'm fine with that. It is worth at least one sit-through. You know, it's not going to win any Oscars. Doesn't need to. But I will say that there's nothing wrong with its mixed reviews. Because everybody... Everybody has the right to find the endings they want. If you're a person that likes overly satisfying endings, then yeah, you have the right to say that the ending to this film and everything that leads up to it, it sucks and you don't like it. And you don't have to like it for that fact. But for me, I like where it led to and I didn't mind the journey it took me on. And I think it's worth watching strictly for the journey. But who am I, right?